It's now canon that Tobey Maguire only shoots white hot sticky liquid out of his wrists. <laughs> this is spoilers. This is spoilers. Ooh, there's a spoiler I've never heard before. Hey, we had speculated if and where the white hot sticky liquid comes out into the Spider-Verse. What is this movie called? No Way Home? I'm thinking ahead to my list. Wait, no Way Home. Brave enough nobody, to answer that. Nobody knew that? Um, I don't think we knew it at the time. I mean, I, I, Corey, you edited that episode. Let's just get into it right away. We're, we're going to go top three Spider-Mans. But do you remember, did, was that a spoiler that you used on the on the uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies back in the day? Those were all PK episodes, and I'm pretty sure each spoiler had something to do with jizz. Yep. Yeah, mm. and there was a lot of uh, going on. Sounds I remember uh, Stan Lee had said that. I believe he did an interview and said that he wished he would have thought of that. Yeah, How, like having it actually come out of his wrists. I mean, it's it seems very coming of age, right? He's learning to deal with girls, get a job, his was changing that body. Coming spelled with C U M M I N G or man. <laughs> This this episode was was about to get you guys a lot of plays, and then everybody just turned it off. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, every everyone loves when spoilers does Spider Man because we get PK. But Cor- sorry, Corey, what we're doing tonight? Like I said, top three Spiderman movies or pieces of audiovisual media, so television, movies, YouTube videos. Uh, we'll even count the Spiderman meme in there. <laughs> but what are your three favorite Spider Man things? Uh, three favorite Spider-Man things with a visual medium. This is kind of like a weirdly worded question because you know you want it. I just want to like exclude the but, comics. Yeah, you want to exclude the comics, but you also want to exclude. I think Captain America: Civil War, Infinity oh, War, yeah. that Definitely. kind of stuff. Because we're going Spider-Man yes. specific, Spider-Man yes. oriented. This is Corey Kylo Ren memes recording out of Simi Valley, California. Just off the top of my head, I didn't really have time to prepare this list. I just kind of jotted it down right at the top. Um, number one is probably Into the Spider-Verse. Very good movie. Uh, amazing animation. It did a lot that um, now Marvel is piggybacking on, I think, in terms of uh, theatrically speaking. Of course, the multiverse has existed in comics, and it re- exists in the real world. Um, Johnson. But that movie did it first, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is a movie that came out recently. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's uh, <laughs> Tom Holland, young up-and-comer. Uh, that movie is number two for me. Pretty good one. I'll tell you more about it later. Whoa. Uh, number three, Spider-Man the Animated Series from the 90s, probably, because it is a show that really informed me about why Spider-Man is good, and it got me interested in exploring Spider-Man in other ways. Uh, there are some really wonky things that happen in that, as there are for any older cartoon or movie you go back to. You're like, oh, that's... It's kind of weird, or that voice acting doesn't quite work, or this animation doesn't quite work. But there's also a lot that does work. And uh, it was, again, very informative. But before I end off here, quick thing. Runner-up is Spider-Man from The Electric Company. It was called Spidey. I don't know if you guys are familiar with The Electric Company. It's like an old show, kind of like a uh, Sesame Street back from the 70s. Had Morgan Freeman Mm -hmm. in it when he was younger. They did, like, skits, I guess you could say, little pieces of something yes. called Spidey, which was Spider-Man, 
Um, he talked with like comic book speech bubbles, and everyone else talked normal. Um, it was really fucking bad and awful. Like he he fought villains like <laughs> a guy called uh, the Spoiler, a guy that will like show up and Whoa. spoil your. Oh wow, I just put that together. He'll come up and I'll spoil the your lunch. He was, he was a good guy. So, <laughs> he put a rubber glove in Spider-Man's sandwich, for example. Like that's the kind of villains you get in that Classic show. Classic spoiler man. Bill Cosby was on it too. Did he talk about like spoiler man? Yeah, spoiler. I was say. I'm gonna have to revisit that. Eat this glove. <laughs> it's like a collector prank. <laughs> anyway, runner-up Spidey from the Electric Company. If you're listening to this, check it out on YouTube. It's hilariously bad. Where are you coming from, Spider-Man? Nobody knows who you are. Okay, true believers, here he is, your friendly neighborhood, Spider-Man. Today's episode, Spidey meets the Spoiler. And let's hope our favorite web-slinger hasn't also met his match. It's interesting you mentioned the show, because I had a similar experience with the Batman animated show where that was my first entry point into Batman and they, they're able to cover like all of like the villains and all of the side characters too so it's like you kind of get like a background of the comics by just watching those animated shows I'll go next Pappy Kalamazoo Michigan like the Primus song for some drama I'll go three to one number three Spider-Man Homecoming I love that movie I know a lot of people saw the Vulture Michael Caine twist coming <laughs> Or not Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton twist coming. I did not see it coming. It. I, I love that movie. I love that incarnation of Spider-Man, and I think Zendaya is the best MJ. Number two, Spider-Man Two, classic. We did a podcast on that. Check it out. And number one, Into the Spider-Verse, best Spider-Man movie. Transcends animation a lot of ways. This is the best animated movie in a long, long time, and it just happens to be Spider-Man. So, I'll say that. And you can sit down and watch that movie. With no context of Spider-Man or Miles Morales and still be into it, I think, which is pretty cool. Uh, Brett, why don't you go next? All right. I I just made a last minute change. I'm going to do something weird. I'm going to pick one from each of the three trilogies. There's three trilogies? So, well, three uh, series, I guess. Now there's only two trilogies, two point, whatever. Um, So coming at number three, uh, ah. I like this a lot more than most people. I'm going to go with The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, I liked, I said it on the last pod that we did on Spider-Man 3. I think somebody asked, who's your, like, the best or favorite Spider-Man of the three? And I said, the movies aren't as good, but, like, don't sleep on Andrew Garfield. It was really good. I think most people agree with me. Uh, number two, um, I will admit, I think Spider-Man 2 is better than the first one. But I've always found Spider-Man less boring I mean like I, I like it uh, more action I always thought too it was really good but it was uh, like, like a little more boring but it's really good and number one it's I mean god it's not even close like a chasm the size of the Grand Canyon in between it and that's uh, this movie I don't know if you've heard of it Spider-Man No Way Home that's number one your favorite Spider-Man thing ever oh, is not no even close. Home. it's not even close I really really like Into the Spider-Verse and Spider-Man 2 I mean I like Spider-Man, it's, uh, which is funny as an arachnophobe. Right. But uh, you should be your enemy, <laughs> if anything. At what point watching this movie were you like, yeah, this is my favorite Spider-Man thing? Like, just spoil it. Just, just jump into it. Like, at, at what point were you like, okay, fuck yeah. I went from thinking 
this movie is really good to thinking this is like my favorite theater experience. Like one of my favorite things I've ever seen is when Andrew Garfield comes through the wormhole. That's when it went from just a great MCU movie to my favorite MCU movie. My man. Even more so than Toby? Yeah, it does. It, it didn't really. I'm not really talking about Andrew Garfield as much as that's when the story changed. Yeah, the moment itself. Yeah. Every time the three are on camera together, every time two of them are on camera together, I think it was just amazing. Uh, I, the amazing Spider Man, uh, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was incredible. Um, Don't worry, you're going to play it. I I hear. <laughs> to talk about yeah, it. I mean, I hear. Yeah. I hear. I hear Pappy with the. Ooh, this guy stinks, you know, but. <laughs> hey, listen, we'll, we'll have, like I said, plenty of time to talk about it, but we don't want to skip over Mikey, keeper of the soundboard and the Oh Brother, This Guy Stinks soundbite. Mikey, I know you're a big fan of the Spider-Man TV show. You were pretty annoyed that I added that into the consideration five seconds before we hit record, but what's your top three Spider-Man things? I'm not annoyed. It just uh, it just opened up the door to so, so many more possibilities in the list, Pap. And you said audio-visual, so I'm going to take leeway with that and i'm gonna say number three spider-man ps4 a great representation of <laughs> wow. Spider-Man. super fun game maybe it gets a little repetitive towards the end but it's still an i almost amazing bought that game. today and i really like that version of peter parker he goes through a lot of a lot of shit in that in that game it's really good uh second uh is the animated series i always i one of one of when people say like what do you think of spider-man i usually always think of that version of peter parker like my that's like my go-to mm-hmm. and then number one is spider-verse just because personally i think it's a perfect movie and i am so excited for the sequel um like pap said it really did revolutionize animation it's man i'm just such a sucker for animation and this spider-verse just is on another level than like anything you're gonna see i want to add one quick thing mikey i also think of Peter Parker from the animated series in my head when I think of Peter Parker. You're right. Yeah, but that's like a different voice. version. That's like the jacked Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. He's like huge in that show. And like Pap said, he like that gives you a really good background on like everything in the comics almost. Like you get Fisk, you get Goblin, you get Hobgoblin, you get like all of the main bad guys. It's a really good jumping in point for Spider Man. Yeah, it's like it's not like I'm I mean if, if this was like best eight. Hey, if this was like uh, best, I mean, my list would be way different. I mean, I think that movie's amazing. Uh, it's like the first movie that like blew me away on 4K. Um, it just looked so cool. So, I mean, yeah, and I have Spider-Man 2 and all the classic ones up there. I just like other ones more. What's Sushi the Dog's favorite Spider-Man? We heard from Sushi there. Yeah, sorry bit. about Sushi. Uh, Spider-Man 3. She's spoiled rotten. Her favorite <laughs> Spider-Man uh, is probably the only one that she's been alive for, and that's the one that just came out. Just like your dad. Uh, Mike, you have a good point. I feel like the video games, I mean, they're, they're, they're held in very high regard, but I feel like they're almost underrated because it's like that's when you feel like being Spider-Man. Not even so much in that the immersion of a video game, but you're just doing like day-to-day swinging mm-hmm. around cleaning up crimes like low-level crimes type thing and like just even like the way the, the mecha- i've never played a video game where the mechanic of moving around is like the best part of the game you know what i mean just swinging around new york going to your apartment is like the best <laughs> just because you got to swing across the entire city to get over there so it's a realistic new york city too 
by yeah, the way, which oh, is always God, super so cool. Yeah, but let's let's talk about a a very special time now. Oh, what about and, PK? Oh, sorry, PK. Oh, of course. Well, of course. I, how could it be a Spider-Man podcast without PK? My bad, PK. I, I wanted to give you a little bit of extra time to shore no, up no, your list. Okay. You can give us a top five if you want. If you want to go deeper, you can give some some honorable mentions. But PK, Superman hero correspondent, back on the podcast. What oh, do you man. say about Spider-Man uh, Top 3? It's good to be back. Sorry, there's a car driving by. I'm, at, I'm actually recording from Goshen, Indiana, at a buddy's house. So, uh, I don't know, man. I, I Spider-Man, I, I don't have a like order, but Into the Spider-Verse, obviously Top 3. Is, I love the like message that movie sends about like anybody could wear the mask. And that's like, just goes along with the overall theme of the character of Spider-Man, which is like why he's my favorite. Um, I'm going to switch it up here. I'm going to, cause I'm going to go like two specific sequences from Spider-Man movies that I think are really cool. One is the Mysterio sequence, the illusion sequence from far from home before. I'm not going to add this movie into the top three cause I'll talk about this movie plenty after this, but, um, I thought that illusion sequence was one of the coolest things I'd seen in a long time. I went to see that movie like three times in the theaters just for that scene. And, uh. Which one's that? The illusion scene from Far Mysterio. From Home when Mysterio's, like, puts him in the snow globe and. He gets yeah. hit by the train at the end. Hmm. Um. I remember that, I guess. Wow, you're, you're a terrible Spider Man fan. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, and then third, I'm gonna. This, people are gonna be like, what the fuck? Uh, the, like, opening swing scene from the amazing spider-man 2 with andrew garfield i think is is so freaking cool because it's like the best swinging cgi they have out of all the movies even this one um i'll defend that all day and just the shot how it goes from the test (laughs) it puts it puts it goes from the logo to the logo kind of like starting to ripple and then it's just him free falling and you see the ripples in the suit, and it just, I think it just looks super realistic, and I think that scene is super cool until Paul Giamatti shows up as the rhino. So what is he falling from? That's what I've always wondered <laughs> about that. Like, did he get dropped out of a helicopter? Like, he's above every building in the city. I mean, he does say in this movie his favorite view is the Empire State Building, so the top of the Empire State, so he's yeah, probably he's, jumping he's from the top of that. that. <laughs> he's like in space. Yes, I don't know, but out of left field, but... Good call on the video game, Mikey. That that's 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 a fantastic Peter Parker. Out of curiosity, I don't you you have not given anything a no, correct, PK? Still officially on the podcast? No, I don't think so. Would you give both Amazing Spider Mans a yes? <sighs> Hypothetically, we probably will do them someday. We the first one, yeah, hundred percent. I'd give it a yes. We uh, second one. <laughs> Okay. I'd probably give it a soft yes just because I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. And like I said, I think there are great things in that shitty movie. It is a shitty movie, but I like it enough. And I, I it's like a, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I enjoy it enough to give it a yes. And I think and I've always been a huge fan of Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I think there's a lot of people who jump around the train now that like, Probably talk shit yeah. about him back in the day just because yeah, they're not old just school. because the movies were shit doesn't and the mean Stacy scene. Oh my god, is really good. Yeah. They cry, I, mean, I cry every time, and that's what made that scene later <laughs> that we're going to talk about so much more effective. But yeah, like he's he's got a bad rap because 
his movies were shit, but he was never the problem. And I think people are yeah. finally realizing that, and I'm glad he's getting the redemption that he, re- he deserves. Damn you, Mark <laughs> Webb. It wasn't his fault. I absolutely agree with that. It was Amy fucking Pascal. <laughs> it was. Very famously, and this was like from the Sony leak, like back in the day. She's a Sony executive, by the way. Her name's She's all over this movie. She's the one that for- forbade. She really wanted like an MCU universe thing going on at Sony. So uh, they crammed a bunch of shit in that amazing Spider-Man yeah. 2 movie. and Not uh, learning from Spider-Man 3's mistakes? Yeah. Too many, too many villains. villains, too much going on. Yeah, I, I think, think they we did it even worse those, with this one, though. You know? In terms of uh, try, just trying to mm-hmm. set up other movies. Sometimes you just need a movie to be good on its own. Mm-hmm. And that's the interesting thing about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, is that it does have a lot of cleanup to do in terms of where it fits into the franchise. Kyle, let's go back to you. There's some Doctor Strange in here. We're bridging the gap between the previous Spider-Man movie and now. We're a little bit more on our own timeline, but there's still echoes of things that happened in the MCU. Can you can you take us through where we stand today and Peter Parker, what he's got to deal with at the, at the very beginning of this movie? Yeah, this movie is a direct sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home. Is that is that the right name? Yes. Um, in a way that most MCU movies aren't direct sequels, meaning they don't follow the immediate events like the moment after the last movie in most cases. So it's kind of interesting to see that happen in a movie. But where we left off is that Jake Gyllenhaal, our guy, he revealed Peter Parker's identity to the world. So at the very start of this movie, uh, Peter is dealing with this crisis where... Uh, Some people perceive him as a villain because Mysterio said he's a villain. Mysterio was perceived as a hero himself. And some people know that Spider-Man is Spider-Man. He's good. He's done a lot of good. He's an Avenger. He's helped out the city on more than one occasion. Um, But basically, he is is revealed to the world. And uh, he has to deal with this crisis of um, harassment and trying to figure out what to do next with his life because he is also trying to balance his own life with his superhero life as uh, is the dilemma of Peter Parker in many iterations. PK, were you sad to see that Marissa Tomei and Happy's relationship had ended? Uh, it seemed a little <laughs> bit clingy. I feel like, I feel like, he, he probably was annoying her. Yeah, I mean, you get a little tease of that at the end of Far From Home. You kind of, like, he asks him if they're dating, and he says yeah, she says no. It's just kind of, like, awkward tension. And so I think, I don't know, I wasn't upset. No, I, I think they could both do better <laughs> or be better off. Except, like, with other people. Could but, Happy uh, do better? Happy yeah, could not do better. Happy cannot do better. Um, I know what you mean. But I think it it's set up for a, a, like, more emotional, like, storyline for Happy. Especially, you know, with the way it plays out, so. I guess, so, like, when Spider-Man's in the house, and there's all that kind of, like, chaos going out around it. Do you feel like the resolu- or the resolution of that was a little bit rushed, maybe? Because, like I said, we have all of the events from the previous movie. Spider-Man's in legal trouble, and then Daredevil shows up as just basically yada yada. Oh, wait, you're fine. Quite a public opinion doesn't like you. We're not really going to follow up on that too much in this movie, but just so you know. It did feel a little rushed, but I think, I think 
they just the fact that they knew how it was going to end and they were going to like basically make everybody forget they just kind of would hope the audience would forget about it too maybe I don't know but I don't want to skip just jump over the fact that Daredevil showed up because that was fucking cool as shit (laughs) I got some audible claps for that yeah yeah that was very cool yeah I was actually talking to uh, Mikey before the pod and I was going to ask you guys I talked a little bit to Corey off like what was like the biggest pop from the crowd in your theater I think it was Garfield but Brittany thinks that the Matt Murdock popping in was really, really loud too. So, well, it, um, I think Mikey said Garfield. I think Corey probably said Garfield as well. I think it was Garfield for mine too, but I think it was also more of a shock value for the Charlie Cox thing. I mean, everybody, it, it, there, there was no way Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire weren't going to be in this movie. So it's kind of just a matter of time. Like, all right, when's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? And then it, when I it when it actually had known happened, that Charlie Cox was going to be in when it. it actually happened, it was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. But yeah, I I heard a rumor, but this to see it happen and to bring like a Netflix character to the MCU, mm-hmm. and especially after was, they like kind of tried to wipe them all out, right? Yeah. Well, I think that's probably the reason why now because Disney bought them all back because everybody wanted it back so bad. So they're like, well, we want to make that he's, money. He's really good as. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I I want to. Oh, it's fantastic. It's really good. It's got really cool So that guy played Daredevil on the show? Yep. Daredevil? Yeah. Yeah. And he's really perfect in that show. Like, that's a great show, but he is perfection. So, like, it's one of those castings that you don't want to throw away. He doesn't have much to do in this movie, but it does make sense in the context of the story that at some point we would see Peter try to handle this dilemma he's facing right and talk to a lawyer Mm -hmm. he'd obviously be taken in by the police that happens or damage control whatever um but it's good that it's um telling us that we're going to be seeing him again in future movies or shows or whatever it may be but it also kind of makes sense that he would talk to a lawyer and in marvel in comics there's two lawyers in marvel one's daredevil and one's she hulk so we got this one (laughs) and spider-man and daredevil team up on some stuff. Oh, famously so, yeah. Is Tom Holland's continuation of Spider-Man been confirmed? Yes. Yes. By the way, do we know that? Okay. I don't he know to what extent. Because like, there was conf- some confusion about, like, Amy Pascal supposedly said he was going to be in three new movies, but then people said trilogy, but then she's like, I never said trilogy, so it's there's confusing, but yeah, he's, he's not done yet. She, she specifically said Amy Pascal. Amy Pascal. Who- yeah, same one. Uh, she said that we'll be seeing Tom Holland in three more MCU movies. There. And they're very careful about using the phrasing MCU. There's like rules on when they can use it yeah, publicly and be, when they can't. So she did specifically say that. That could be a cameo in, in one group right. group movie or whatever. Is she still in charge of Spider-Man? Is she like the George Lucas of Spider-Man, Corey? Well, she didn't that create him. She just- uh, that's for sure, but... <laughs> But but she has a stranglehold on like, maybe maybe Kathleen Kennedy. She's like is the executive producer and everything, right? Yes, she is basically. She's in like charge the Kevin of... Feige. She's like the Feige. Yeah, she is. Didn't she? Isn't she the one that like forbade all of them from dating each other, and they literally all ignored her? That I didn't know about. Because <laughs> the stars she from for, dating each for, other forbid Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone from ah, dating, and she flat out told Zendaya and Tom Holland. Like when they apart from each other, like when they hired him, uh, you are not to date him, and they literally 
all just did whatever they wanted and they started dating. They are currently dating, yeah. A little reverse yeah, psychology. It works out. The chemistry right. on screen is fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Maybe they wanted them to date. But we've been talking about the MCU a little bit. Brett, you like Stephen Strange, right? You're oh, Dr. yeah. I'm a, I'm a Benedict Cumberbatch fan. Uh, <laughs> I like him a lot. What is the uh, what is his role in this movie? Because there, there's an early on scene. I was wondering if the scene would frustrate you. Because sometimes, Brett, you get frustrated by characters who just don't do the simple thing. It's like, Peter Parker, just shut the fuck up. Let Stephen Strange or, do the spell. Hey, stop the spell. Start over. Get what you right. want to do. But I don't know. I guess that maybe that's like the surgeon in him. I don't know. They just go. Or... But yeah, no, it's really annoying. Uh, I mean, the scene's kind of funny. Um, and obviously you need it to happen for the movie to happen, but yeah, it's, uh, like, P- I mean, Peter, it's like, you could tell, like, he's like the kid there. It's really stupid. Um, not, not to totally fault Peter, but I got a question if, if Dr. Strange was like hung over this entire movie or something, cause he just seems out of it. And like, why wouldn't you just tell Peter some of the rules before going into this crazy spell. Like, just help him out a little bit. He doesn't know your crazy magic. Just, he's kind of like that, though. I, I think he's just, like, arrogant and doesn't... He's annoyed by everything and people are, like, I don't know, beneath him mentally. I don't know. Like, even when he even when he walks into the movie, he's like, <laughs> I don't know, he looks like he just woke up and is, like, fighting a pretty bad hangover or something. Possible. His whole thing's covered in snow and he's mad that Wong's the uh, the boss, but yeah, I don't know. He's always kind of cranky, I guess. I Do you guys think it's okay no, like that he did perform this spell in the first place? Do you guys like take issue with that? Because I can definitely see why someone would. Well, they said they used that for just stuff in general. They used it for like some party or something. And I don't know. I, I mean, I guess. But it seems like, a, like you said, like a weird time to be revealing this information like, oh, by the way, I'm not even going to know who you are. Yeah, no, that was bad timing. Yeah, that, that was like a, a gut punch. Yeah, but like, he's a superhero. He'll just like show up to his house and be like, hey, I'm, look at what I can do. We should be friends or whatever. Like, we've hung out before. So when the spell starts going haywire, who are those like ethereal beings that we see? Both, I think maybe here, but then definitely at the end. I was really trying to identify them. Well, the one you see first was the lizard. Is the who? lizard, yeah, that was sure. hard to tell. I and definitely then, saw comic book Rhino. Yeah, at the end, there's the a lot. There's, there's like you can see like Craven the Hunter. I'm pretty sure you can see the Scorpion. Like maybe even unfortunately, no Paul Giamatti in a Rhino suit. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all Spider-Man characters. Well, that, I mean, saying. if you think about Coming it, through. it's like most people because it's all about people that know who who Spider-Man is or that Spider-Man is Peter Parker and like if you think about it in most of the comics and movies and shit like the villains are the ones who find out who he is more than the people that he knows because he tries to keep that a secret but so yeah it's mostly villains that are coming through and Venom who doesn't know who he is but comes anyway yeah <laughs> well I, I heard something interesting about that too is like it was something about you know Venom the the symbiote tapping into like symbiotes in the in the in, in the multiverse and some one of them might know peter parker spider-man it's it's it's, it's a stretch but real quick I, I know like Corey hated it and i haven't talked to anybody else but like i haven't seen the new venom so like if if you could like give me a warning if you're gonna spoil something i know 
but I, I guarantee I'll like it. That's just how I am. So I love Tom Hardy. And I thought the way they introduced Venom into this without introducing, without bringing Tom Hardy into it was like really smart and really funny. So like, cause he's obviously not going to be in it. I do agree with you, Brett, that it is smart to like reboot the symbiote in this Spider-Man universe instead of merge that existing Venom with this one. Um, so Plus, he's not going to do it. But yeah, go ahead. I look forward to seeing how that goes. Obviously, that will be in the later Spider-Man movies. But yes, I agree. It's good that they separated that Venom, which I don't like yeah. at all. But you know Amy What's-Her-Name would just be salivating to have the two Toms in the same movie, oh, right? Well, I like, would, especially since... Yeah, they, I, I mean, mean, J. Jonah Jameson is the same, and that, that like, yeah. isn't really explained. He's not quite the same. So it could he's, be Alex Jones he's not quite the same at all. Movie. Yeah, we, it, like, we're all yeah, agree, but it's the same that's 100% actor. what they were going for, right? 100%. He definitely got a big yeah. Yeah. upgrade from breaking that big uh, story, from being in that hey. shitty little room with... Big, like, <laughs> yeah. he got a ton of Patreon then, subscribers. Yeah. For <laughs> and he, he has his own Eight. control room with directors and producers. Support like, independent media. Shit. What's a what's a more action packed movie with the Toms in it? Spider Man or Locke? Locke. Brittany Locke. started laughing. Brittany was literally <laughs> making fun of Locke to people. The other day, is that the one where we're driving oh, you the guys car? Would believe this boring movie. He just driving around the <laughs> car the whole time. Black is more action in dialogue. It's it's on another <laughs> level. Brett, which one? Uh, which one has worse traffic, Brett? Well, I mean, traffic was fine. And <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, we're, we're we're talking about some of the MC or, or some of the other crossover characters, and Doctor Strange is annoyed that Peter Parker didn't try to plead his case. But while he's doing this, Mikey, we get our first crossover from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man Cinematic Universe. Otto Octavius shows up. Were you were you excited? What did you think about this fight with uh, Norman Osborn? Uh, it's great. Uh, it's always good to see Alfred Molina put on the octopus arms. <laughs> uh, but I liked it, and it was cool to see him like interacting with Pete's uh, suit or tech or whatever, and just like kind the of ultimately understanding it, and then like have, and then Pete reversing it on uh, Doc Ock to control his arms. So, yeah, it was really cool. I, I liked it. it. Yeah, it's cool to see him like realize that uh, this Peter is not his. I Peter. I heard a story like an interview I think with Tom Holland. I think Tom maybe on Hot Ones. Did you guys watch the Hot Ones? No, not yet. Well, he talks. He tells yeah. a story about uh, Alfred Molina like. When he did Spider-Man 2, like, the arms on him were all, like, prosthetic, like, foam and whatever, like, and, like, he was super shocked when he came back to do this one and realized that he didn't have to do any of that crap because special effects have gotten so much better. Like, it was so much easier for CG him. CG arms. Yeah. He was like, there's guys yanking pulleys and stuff, waving these yeah. literal arms around and what stuff. What do you guys so. think it made a difference? Like, do you think it looked better or worse? I mean, obviously it's way, oh, I think it looked way, better. I mean, way like different in like time. Like, but, uh, I don't know. I think they should have possibly used more practical. I'm not saying it looked bad at all. It looked great, yeah. but I think they could, could get away with that mix of practical and CGI. Cause there was, there were a couple of times. I mean, like, he, Doc Ock is like barely in the movie for me. He's not doing too much. Yeah. There was like a couple shots on the, the bridge scene when I saw it the second time today, where it's just like, when he was like kind of like a wide shot, I was like, "Oh, that doesn't look great." But 
there's like once or twice too where he's just kind of like humping or thrusting his body forward you know what i mean then it cuts to a wide shot of like the arm going out like sometimes it didn't look as fluid yeah but go back and watch spider-man 2 no, again. No, no, yeah. every time he is moving around it's he's very obviously mm-hmm. fake so yeah i'm not saying uh, i mean it's just i don't know it's a trade-off it's like jurassic world dude like i love those movies but i still think like they look obviously better today than they do back then but they still look more real back like when I watched the first one, for some reason, like it's just Jurassic weird. Park holds up like crazy for in my sure. opinion, like really, really well. Agreed. Yeah, Corey, what about the decision to make Doc Ock a pseudo ally of the Tom Holland Spider-Man? Because I mean, like, I guess there's two things here. One, you know, we're not killing these villains; we're trying to cure them. But does that character make the most sense, or do we even need a sort of team-up guy? Do you think? I definitely saw that coming. I don't know if we need it, but I was pretty sure that he would not just be like a mainstay villain of the movie, that he would definitely help Peter just because we kind of saw his redemption in Spider-Man 2. And to undo that would be bad. I very I much agree. So Plus he was a he was a good guy. I mean, so they brought us back to that and it was great to see him. And I think that whatever de-aging effects they're using in this movie, uh, yeah. there has to be some. I, I was going to say if any, but no, they have to be present because these men are old. Um, I mean, he was in Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark for crying out loud. Boogie Nights. Um, whatever de-aging they're using, they've they've really nailed it. I mean, I think it just looks amazing. So crazy how good it looks. Yeah, Willem Dafoe as well, who we see shortly. But uh, yes, I was glad to see Doc Ock and... It, it, just as a note, like he really kicks this oh, shit yeah. out of this version. He kind of Spider-Man. did the second movie too, but yeah, like right away, like he, his arms were like, yeah, he, he, it was not close at all. He can't fuck with him really. Like Spider-Man has the Stark tech, which kind of saves his ass. And if he didn't, and um, he would have probably been pummeled into oblivion. Why doesn't he use the automatic kill? Yeah, right. He should, but he, you know, it's Spider-Man. He can't kill anybody. Uh, but I'm glad you said that, Corey, about. Like them just not throwing away his redemption arc from Spider-Man Two, because yeah, that that like I don't know, they, they needed him because like you said too, Brett, he was a good guy before he became Doc Ock. It's just his mind gets corrupted by the chip, and I really like that yeah. scene when they when yeah. they when yeah, him and Norman Osborn are doing science together. It's so cool, but then they the scene where they actually fix it and he snaps back and it's him and he's just like, "Thank you, my boy," and it's like yeah, I was like, "Oh too, yeah. man, it's so cool." It doesn't Alfred Molina have like the same scene as Robin Williams from Dead Poet Society where he's like, yeah, poetry gets women really horny or something in like that. In the second that. one, it's yeah. Fun. That's how his yeah. wife fell in love with him was poetry. Right. Day by day, he gazed upon her. <laughs> Will Defoe, though, we brought him up, recently did a podcast on Boondock Saints, which will probably come out after this podcast. Oh, I can't wait for that. But my God. He is so good. Oh, he's amazing. He's so good in everything. Like I, the more I'm like stopping to think about everything that he adds to a movie, he might be like in my top three favorite actors, like ever. Like honestly, I hope he wins an Oscar. Dude, that so. line that he had once he turns full goblin mode and they're about to go hard in the apartment, the condo, and he's slamming through the floors. When he's like strong enough to have it all. But do it to take it or some dude. That shit gives me chills. That fight oh scene is God. like an all timer. Like it's so so good. 
they're fighting in the hallways. Very intentional choice too to smash the mask early so we can get all oh, to fall. You, you needed that. Boring. Plus the old school. We had the old school comic. He had the hood effect, right? Oh, With the great. hood, yeah. Dude, yeah, fuck that mask. I'm glad they got rid of it. Stupid piece of shit. Like, he is the green goblin. Oh, yeah. Look at his fucking face. He looks like a human goblin. He's more goblin than that mask ever could be. He has the best crazy eyes. Like, I think that's part of the reason he was cast originally, is because he looks like the fucking well, green I, goblin. And it's kind of like the Alfred Molina redemption arc. I'm glad they didn't bring him back, and he's just full goblin the whole time. It's like he's still struggling with the Jekyll Hyde persona, like Norman Osborn versus the goblin and now, and the, the when scene, he was good in his first early scenes. It was really good yeah, whenever he was on the, screen. Like when he when when Peter meets him at the feast center, and he's talking yeah, about so like, good. Yeah, I woke up here, and Oscorp doesn't exist, and he's like my son, and he started like his tear yeah, out. Oh, I was yeah. like, damn, this is sad. Shoving donuts in his pocket. <laughs> I think you said something to me, Corey, when we were talking. You said something like, "What'd you say? Uh, Willem Dafoe is so good," or like, "I love Willem Dafoe so much." Yeah, I mean, I, I really do separately from this, but in this, man, like, th- I think he's one of the big draws of the movie. There's a couple others, of course. Uh, you know, there's some things that people expect yeah. coming into this movie, but he is great as the Green Goblin, and it's good to see him again as the Green Goblin. I, I really wish Stevie was here, because I would like to know nah. what his opinion is on this, because uh, just for the audience out there, Stevie, who you know and love, does not like this movie crazy man and uh, i think he just kind of chalks it up to like nostalgia porn like he did know, give it a seven a out of stuff 10. you remember therefore you'll like the movie he said seven out of ten and the thread yeah that's what pappy gave it but he was oddly negative for a seven out of ten <laughs> i've got an extensive extensive review that i'm gonna pap read later at the end here which will take a significant amount of time so we should probably keep moving but mikey i do want to say too i touched on it a little bit a second ago the conceit of this movie is very checks quest for those of you who played that old video game where you're not killing the bad guys curing them but they want to cure them, that cure them <laughs> and cure that ass and then send them back to their dimension how do you how do you feel about that as a conceit right that we're we're fucking with other timelines willy-nilly and the mcu seems to be kind of arbitrary and like how okay that is even to be be doing do, do you like that we're we're trying to fix these villains i mean spider-man is never one to kill someone on purpose i mean uh, that's why so-and-so stops tom holland at the god, end that was so good too oh my god <laughs> just to i mean even even uh in the og trilogy toby doesn't kill a goblin goblin kills himself and it's not uh, like Spider-Man to kill someone. So it it seems crazy, but he can cure. There's like Green Goblin is gassed. You can find a vaccine for that. Uh, Alfred Molina has the chip thing. You can fix the chip or disable the chip. I mean, these are, I don't know. It's like, seems logical in this world, at least. And they've got like magic science and this MCU world well, plus, so like you totally said, possible. Fuck with the timeline. It's like Doctor Strange says it himself. He's like the multiverse is something we know frighteningly little about. And so you think, you know, little three teenage kids, they're just like they're not gonna be thinking of the bigger consequences of just sending these guys. They're like, Oh, if we just send them back, it'll be fine. Like but 
who knows what type of implications that could have or anything. But so I, I think it's more of like they don't know what they're doing instead of doing it intentionally. Really quickly, speaking of the villains, PK, do you want to just take us through? We've talked a lot about Alfred Molina and um, William Defoe extensively, but do you want to take us through the, the other three villains who also sure. come back? Uh, we get. I'll talk over, kind of brush over Sandman and Lizard because they didn't get much time. Um, yeah, we get Flint Marco back. They really don't <laughs> get much time, yeah, do they? They're basically not. We there. get Flint Marco back from Spider Man Three, and Kurt Connors back from the Amazing Spider Man. And it was kind of weird because I I didn't expect to like you know Sandman in the Spider Man Three he's he's human for most of the time unless he's fighting and then he becomes the big Sandman but like I didn't expect him to just be Sandman the whole time and like Lizard to be the Lizard the whole time it's just kind of strange but um, then we get Jamie Fox back as Electro with the new look the new new and uh, dude he looks awesome I, I love how they reference that like they don't really explain how I ha- how he got better teeth and a nice haircut but i love how the lizard's just like didn't you weren't you ugly as shit before (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so i think jamie fox has a decent little motivation arc where he yeah he he senses like more power in this universe and He's, he's got a new look. He's like, feels good about himself here. And he's like, yeah, fuck that. I don't want to go back and die or I don't want to be cured. Like, I want to, I want more of this power. So I think it's, and then he needs, once Willem Dafoe starts going nuts, he giving him that speech about where like gods don't need whatever. Like they take what they want. Like Jamie Foxx is like, all right. All right. Yeah. Fuck this Spider-Man dude. So yeah, I think, I think. Yeah, obviously, Alfred Molina and, and Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe were the big sells, but I think the the three others did did what they needed to and served the plot for what they needed to, I like even though they finds, got the shaft. I like that he gets an arc reactor and he's like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Just because like that thing doesn't exist yes. in his universe. Mm-hmm. And then I was just only disappointed that he didn't get like a yellow quilted bomber jacket or something like the cartoon. Right. And yeah. That would have been awesome, but other than that, I thought I did, it was pretty cool. I did really appreciate that when he first started forming and Peter sh- tried to shoot him with the Doctor Strange web, uh, the first time he shot the lightning, it brought in the Hans Zimmer dubstep theme from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> it was just like, wah, wah, wah. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, they did it. I can't believe it. Because that was such a weird yeah, soundtrack they did a couple choice. interesting things with the musical score. I do once. like that they brought back the, they kind of oh, played an homage to The Amazing Spider-Man and the, the Danny Elfman theme too, towards the end. Great score throughout. Emotional at times. Like Aunt May marissa tomei's death mikey with great power comes great responsibility man what were you what were you feeling during hot aunt may's death and the scene in general well it's kind of uh it kind of uh is meant to throw you off uh, because she gets smacked in the back very hard by like the glider and then she pops right back up and you're like oh that was weird. Internal bleeding on Aunt May. Yeah, she's not cut in half <laughs> and just laying down on the ground. Uh, but she pops right back up, and you think everything is fine uh, until she's like kind of slowing down, and uh, then you realize that she's bleeding. And yeah, I was 
very sad, and I like the way that she delivered the line differently in a way. They got to that point in a different manner, and she phrased it differently, and I like how they did that. And I think it hit harder than the way Uncle Ben says it. With great power, there must also come great responsibility. Corey, did you get choked up during it, May's death? No, but I really liked how it worked with this movie thematically. And maybe the Spider-Man, this Spider-Man trilogy as a whole, actually. Because I, I think that line ultimately reflects the lesson that's learned at the end of this movie. And that's where Peter is left off with uh, the notion of what great power comes great responsibility means. And I just think it's very much nicely added in. And interesting that it's a line that's very famous in Spider-Man history, but we've seen this version, this Tom Holland Spider-Man, in many movies, five other movies, I think, maybe six, and it hasn't been said yet. And now we finally get it. And it's uh, it's good. Yes, it's good to, to, um, you know lay this strong emotional beat later, I think, rather than at the beginning, like in the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Not that that movie doesn't work, but I think it means more with it now that we know it these It sucks people. that we have to lose Marissa Tomei. I feel like she didn't really get to do much Agreed. in this yeah. whole uh, MCU run for her, but I mean, Spider-Man has to have that line, because that, like, I, I, I don't want to spoil the ending, but like, we reboot this this mcu spider-man mm-hmm. yeah well i i um shit i just lost what i was gonna say which i don't even know if the mcu is gonna revisit the spider-man is he out of the mcu now who knows three more no. MCU oh, movies. Uh, I, got it. <laughs> I mean not well no so this is what i was gonna say like I, i've heard a couple of people say this and it's it's i was thinking about it earlier and yeah it's like this whole trilogy is basically Tom Holland's origin story. Since we never really got mm-hmm. the whole Uncle Ben and him getting bit by Spider, it's like the first movie was pretty lighthearted. You get some emotional stuff with Vulture. Second one, he's dealing with the death of Iron Man, but it's not really like something that's like super Spider-Man emotional. I don't know how that, that doesn't make sense, but then it's like this is the movie that it's like he really feels the weight of his his actions and it's like he needed this death to become Spider-Man and that's kind of what Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield bring up there like maybe she didn't die for no reason and so I think if you look at this trilogy as his origin story it, it kind of works out and I think it's a it's a cool way to kind of spread it out like that. I think throughout the trilogy, he is trying to balance his real life and Spider-Man life together. And he's trying to find like how, how those two things can coexist to ultimately find that they mostly can't. And Spider-Man is what he is like that. That's his actual persona more so than speed than Peter Parker. And, uh, that, that is where he leaves off. But you did mention aunt may dying Pappy. I know you caught this. Mm-hmm. Maybe the others did as well. But there is a scene straight out of Blade Runner 2049 after Aunt May he dies. Sits on Do you remember stairs? what I'm talking about? Um, oh, <laughs> looking at the giant neon sign. Where he's like in the rain. There's like the purple oh, yeah. sheen, the light on him. <laughs> there's a big Anna de Armas like reaching out <laughs> to him. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. 
I remember that clearly. Yeah. But yeah, we're talking about Spider-Man's personal life. Brett, we haven't talked about the best MJ, Zendaya, and I will die on this hill, and Ned, his friend. What have they been up to? And then can you take us through what you said was the biggest pop yeah, in so, your theater? Yes, yeah, Zendaya, whatever. She's, I think she's absolutely hilarious. Um, her and Ned are like the funniest sidekicks. Um, their storyline is... Um, they're all three brilliant, obviously, and they all want to go to MIT. Uh, nor on a normal year, they would be able to get into MIT. They're that smart, and their test scores are that good. And but obviously, they don't get to go because of Mysterio, Chill uh, Hall, kind of doing everybody dirty. But so that's going on with them. I mean, yeah, I, I'm with Pappy when he says that she's. I mean, it's hard to say the best MJ because. There's only two, and she's way better than uh, the other MJ. I don't and think she's better than Gwen Stacy. I though. love Gwen Stacy, though. Yeah, so like I'll, I'll just leave it at what Pappy said. I'll, I'll say yes. I don't remember, Mikey. The cartoon was MJ, not Gwen Stacy, right? Uh, he had both. There was most. She was the ginger, MJ, right? Yeah. Red hair. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so, is, yeah. uh, what was the last question he asked me? Oh, pop! It's like how well take us through the uh, the when they're summoning. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you had a weird. I mean, you could. I'm sure some people have complained about, like, oh, let's just make let's have a throwaway line about Ned having magic in his family. So, uh, you know, he starts being able to do the, you know, some. I actually watched on uh, uh, crap. What are those things called that I like? Pitch meetings and. They like kind of make a joke about they kind of just uh, depower Doctor Strange a lot in this movie. I mean, he screws up. He's in the Shadow Realm or whatever, which he's supposed to be like a god in. And you know, in like one minute, Peter Parker traps him in there, and then you know, Ned. Oh, Ned can do this thing too. It's just kind of like you know, they spent a lot, a lot of time building up his power to kind of. Either way, so he starts spinning when he's at his mom's house. And you see, I mean, I think everyone kind of knew this was what was going to happen. Our theater started kind of like, and you see uh, a Spider-Man come and they're like, Peter, and he comes in there and you you could tell the suit's different. I mean, like the suit's really different compared to what Tom Holland's wearing. And I was saying, again, that's probably the biggest pop we had in the theater, at least right up there. Um, That's like maybe my favorite scene in the whole movie when they all kind of show up and... MJ's freaking hilarious mm. in this scene. Um, Dude, all of their chemistry is so good. MJ, MJ, Zendaya, and Andrew Garfield's chemistry is great. Andrew Garfield was having a Andrew blast. Garfield is really freaking funny. He is. He's. I think he's the funniest character in this whole movie. And I think when we're looking at the Spider-Man next to each other, I'm like... He's, he's killing Garfield it compared to my those. Favorite. Yeah. He's a great <laughs> Peter Parker. Somebody... I saw somebody actually brought it up to Andrew Garfield... Hey, uh, somebody tweeted, Tobey Maguire was the best Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man, and Tom Holland was the only one who's good at both. Whether I agree with that or not, but um, I can get down with Andrew Garfield being the best Spider-Man. I mean, he's like the actual Spider-Man. He's pretty good at it, but... When he is Spider-Man, he is on. And he's also just a great actor. The emotional acting he can bring to Peter Parker is unreal. Like like Mikey said, that Gwen Stacy scene in Amazing Spider-Man 2 is, is 
so which sad. led to the, probably the best moment exactly. in this movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I had heard, I had, I had heard like a rumor that, there, or somebody like being like, "Oh, what if Andrew Garfield is wanting to save her because they show her falling in the trailer?" And the fact that they did that literally that so choked good. me up. Oh my god! And then when he started, yeah, no, that's amazing. But yeah, I think my my theater when Andrew Garfield came through the portal. I mean, when Toby came, it was the same. But like, yeah, like Brett, you said that you kind of hear like, oh, yeah. wait, what? And then all of a sudden, I kind of waited because I was like, I was ready to let loose like Endgame and Infinity War, but I wasn't in LA anymore. So I was like, all right, how's this crowd gonna go? And I heard like two people start clapping, and I couldn't hold it. I was like. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, dude. First of all, we talk about comedic actors. Don't sleep on Ned's mom or grandma, whoever she is. Where she's like, you keep thinking she's saying something deep, and she's literally <laughs> both times like, "Can you get that spider that cobweb?" Yeah, it's pretty funny. The I'm going to bed gets a huge laugh both times. I saw this too, but Corey, I want to take a, a, a small step back. We have these three Spider Men next to each other. Tobey Maguire enters the scene. What's What's Kylo Ren, creator of Big Dumb Movie, Spider-Man experts take? When, we, when, when we're seeing these three Spider-Men next to each other, how do they shake out for you? Do you have a favorite? Do, do you agree with the uh, Toby's the best Peter Parker, Andrew's the best Spider-Man, Tom Holland's the only one who's good at both assessment? I kind of do, yeah. I mean, on the surface, that sounds right. I remember back in the Amazing Spider-Man movie days, uh, I had an opinion that I'm very glad is now widely held. And that is that Andrew Garfield is, like, great as Spider-Man when he's in the suit. Fuck yeah. I always had a little bit of an issue with him as Peter Parker just because I thought he was a little too cool. Definitely. He's too good looking. He's way too slick. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely a cool guy. Uh, in terms of seeing the three Spider-Men on screen, I, I realized that if that didn't happen, and it didn't happen in a big way, this movie would be fucking destroyed. Mm-hmm. People would hate this movie. It would be, like, review-bombed. It would be declared the worst Spider-Man movie ever just if they didn't do that because people wanted it. Even if it was a good movie. Right. Yeah, it would get... Yeah. And it really made me think about fan service. This movie has a lot of fan service. And I don't know the answer to this, but I've been thinking about this for the last few days. I'm like, is fan service a good thing? Right? Now, I like this movie a lot. Obviously, it was in my top three. I think it came together really well. I think seeing all the Spider-Man together was good for comedy, and it was good for um, the movie itself in terms of like Peter Parker growing based on the more experienced Peter Parker's um, history and such. But I could see why someone, and I've been thinking about what Stevie said, <laughs> like Stevie might be like kind of annoyed by it because it is really well, the easy like route to go here here's what's alarming for me and this, brett Corey, pk i guess mikey to some extent too this, this isn't a shot at you which i like this movie too and but i just don't have it in my top three i just think it's a sad state of storytelling and media that simply recalling a real life person off the bench and writing them a giant check for so much money just to be in there carries so much dramatic weight you know what i mean it's just like toby mcguire and andrew garfield would have done this for x amount of money no matter what you know what i mean and it's like it's so much more difficult and admirable to create a, a story and a character from scratch which obviously is spider-man something different but brett you know what i mean it's just like 
it goes back to Luke Skywalker showing up. It, it, I, I just get frustrated by it. It seems like it's that seems easy to do, and people love it so much. You, I've heard two different people say it was easy. I don't. I don't think it was easy at all. I think they made it look easy. I mean, this could have been a disaster. You have what five or six villains and three Spider Men, two other sidekicks, uh, four four other sidekicks, another MCU character. I mean. It could have been a disaster. I mean, if it was six hours, maybe, but I think it worked perfectly. And I, I love the fact that think about Tobey Maguire's last performance of Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield's. They both were disasters. And this is just like a perfect, they get to come, they get, they get their redemption, both yeah. in the story and in real life. Um, I just think it was perfect. I love the fact that they're old and they're like, oh my God, my back hurts so bad. Like, I freaking love that. I think if you if you had shown like Andrew Garfield the script, he's like, yeah, I'm all in. I get to I get to save MJ. I get to redeem myself for that for that Gwen Stacy scene. Like, not that it was a bad scene, but like he killed Gwen Stacy in that scene. It's like he gets the he he gets the dramatic high of this movie. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Sign wasn't it. I don't think money. Toby McGuire is not even really acting much, right? And like Andrew Garfield is like a legit gonna be Oscar nominated, like every two or three years from now on like that's the space he's in so i i think them coming back and doing this is is cool and and i think the thing about the fan service is like spider-man is just there's literally a like a, a spider-man meme of of different spider-man pointing right. at each other like it's just spider-man is on a different plane than like if there was a doctor strange multiverse movie or something like well, that's or, the thing it's like there is, it's like the Spider Verse is a thing, so it's like it's not totally just fan service to bring in the two those these two. It's like obviously it is fan service because it's, there's only two live action Spider Man. They didn't bring in like a Spider Man that has eight arms like in the comics or like. Admit it, Pappy. You wanted the pig. Yeah, you wanted the pig. I agree. I do. Like I totally see what you're saying, Pappy, and like I. I'm a Spider-Man fan, so I love it all, but I totally can see why people would be like, ah, it's a little too much. And that's, I mean, not to say switch gears, but like I've heard, I saw a review about the new Matrix and I heard that relies way too much on nostalgia, yeah, which was like, I just heard it's done in a completely bad, different way. It's devastating. Yeah. Well, like, not, not, not that South Park is the art, like arbitrators of culture or whatever, but they the member kind of berries are, thing was like six years ago. Like six years ago, they were making fun of this trend in Hollywood, and we're still replaying it. And Corey, I feel like you're you're coming a little bit in my direction, but like the moment Darth Vader first appears on screen in a film, 1977 or whatever, Star Wars, people weren't like clapping or jizzing their pants or like whooping and hollering. But then the movie lays out and creates one of the greatest movie villains of all time. It's just, isn't it like a little bit, maybe easy isn't the right word, but isn't it I more think it's admirable? Right isn't it more admirable to, I'm going to create a new character or I'm going to present this character in a new way for this audience rather than just like, here's what you know. I know you like it. You're going to love it. Well, it would have been harder, certainly, to say, let's bring in um, Metal Armor, Spider-Man, Six Arm Spider Man and the Scarlet Spider instead of these guys. But what right? about that would have been much like, harder? Even like Doctor Strange's powers are so arbitrary. It's just one of these villains from the universe that just happens to be the one 
that we all know. You know what I mean? Like there could be two Doc Ocks or two Green Goblins even, given this logic. Right. But it just works out perfectly. It, 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 of course, it was decided that this would sell more tickets, right? And I think when I say easy, I mean that like between us spoiler men, we could have probably written this movie for the most part, at least the general outline of what happens. Like we want to sell the most tickets to this next Spider-Man movie. All three Spider-Man join up and they fight the old villains, right? And then you get into the specifics. But that's that's generally what this movie is, right? There's other things that are happening on a broader scale of Peter Parker, but that's the big takeaway of this movie. Let's talk about that moment where they fight those those villains. Mikey, Statue of Liberty gets an upgrade here uh, in this last scene with the Seemed Captain like America shield. <laughs> reckless endangerment of uh, one of our nation's great monuments, Spider-Man. I don't know why you would choose to fight on the Statue yeah. of Liberty. I see when they're like working on it. Taxpayers paid for that big copper shield, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, well, it's completely destroyed now. It's- J. Jonah Jameson is pissed at the disrespect for the Liberty. But Mikey, did you... I, I think, like, as much as I just bashed the nostalgia, getting to see Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, here even more so in the lab when they're developing the things, like when they're actually working together. Oh, that was fantastic. It's, yeah, it's good. I mean, it I almost good. want to say that the lab scene is my favorite scene in the whole movie even more than I'm, like I'm the action it's scenes awesome. just because there's so much great dialogue going on between all the spider-men it's really funny best ned laugh when he finds out that he might be a super <laughs> villain potentially yeah. which is actually i think we should take this a little bit more seriously yeah oh uh, you should definitely take it serious yeah it's when they're on the statue of liberty uh it's just i mean spider-man spider-man action scenes just really hit different I, I don't know why everybody loves the way spider-man moves they want to see him swinging around and when you get three spider-man just like all clicking when they finally all together like, so good yeah all link up and like their spider senses is all working together it's so cool like I, spider-man is just the best that was a fantastic touch too where they started off all confident and then they were just like messing each other up andrew garfield web Toby in the face like and they're all just like like I've, I've never worked with anybody before like I don't know how to do this and then the, we get the amazing line of like oh, I was part of I don't want to brag but I was part of the Avengers like and Toby McGuire's reaction is phenomenal the Avengers that's great what is that like, <laughs> oh my god that was phenomenal a lot of comedy in the scene Corey did it work for you oh yeah Marvel movies somehow uh, nail the comedy that I like in movies. You're hard to reach, funny bone? Yes. <laughs> and I think it's just because I like the movie so much that I'm like already happy. And I was very happy when these three Spider-Men were, you know, doing the science together, chatting before the big fight. Like, thank God that wasn't cut. That could have been so easily cut out of this two and a half hour movie. They also chatted during the fight. <laughs> they, like, they took a good amount of time to stop and talk during the fight. Also, it's nice to remind the crowd that they're all really, really, really smart people. I always got the idea, though, that Andrew Garfield Spider-Man was, like, the smartest. Like, he seems to be, yeah. like, the one that is actually into the science aspect on a bigger level than the other two. Yeah, I guess, but, I mean, you gotta remember, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man was, he was doing that stuff at, like, 15 or 16. Also makes his own jizzwebs. Well, yeah. Not reliant on his body. I mean, despite how old Andrew Garfield looked, he was still in high school in that first movie. 
Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, but he was uh, probably an upperclassman. Yeah. They just never really dive into this Tom Holland, Peter Parker as like the super intelligent guy that he is known to be. We saw like the very end of Tobey Maguire's high school and then he immediately went into taking pictures for like $300 a week. So I'm with you. We got to see, especially Gwen Stacy was really smart. So when they were together on screen, they were like showing how smart they were. So yeah, I'm with you. That's why I'm so hopeful for this next Spider-Man movie is because like, hopefully it's just Spider-Man in his apartment Doing mm-hmm. stuff, making Spider-Man gadgets. Like I want to see that making him no more Iron Man spider suit. Just I was really happy with that last scene of him in like just a cloth suit. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Look, I, I'm not trying to be an asshole though, but are there actual public question mark high schools in Queens where four working class kids have a legitimate shot to get into MI fucking T? Like, well, does this whole school get into MIT? What's happening here? Isn't it like a special science school, though? Isn't that like always? It a- is. Yeah, it's it's a science school. But it's like literally like the number one or two or three ranked university in the world consistently. Well, it's definitely the number like, one technical in- uh, university in the world. Probably. And these three public school kids are just like getting in? Again, I don't know <laughs> no how public problem. of a school it is. It's for special students, I believe. I think any Marvel movie like this, Pappy, is going to have little things like that that don't make sense. And they... I think about them, too. One thing I thought about is when everyone does forget Peter Parker is Spider-Man, what happens to all those thousands, millions of videos? Don't think about it. I was they talk about that in pitch meeting. Like, plus, when I was there, I was like, uh, they going to... But I, I think it's kind of like rewrote... I don't know. I mean, wouldn't technically they just ripped another metaverse? Yeah, I mean, Alex Jones, Jameson, all he's got to yeah. do is look at his old YouTube videos, you know, and... What about... Uh, what's his name? Crash? Track his Flash. book. Flash. His book. Flashpoint. He's such a douche. Yeah, he wrote a he wrote a book. Ceases that's right. to exist. The funds are refunded to everyone who <laughs> bought that account. Like what? <laughs> what? Flash what is jail for too hard of it, about it. I or get sued for to libel? the two people right. exactly. that watched the movie twice. I'm I think more of PK because you're like a big Spider Man. I thought it was really cool, but I could be wrong. When. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield freak each other out and they attack each other. Don't they literally both do the same move? I thought that was kind of a cool touch. Like that's both their reaction to what to do. Yeah, I think so. They they like shoot and do a, like a little flip to the side. Yeah, and they both kind of like give each other like a huh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I do want to touch on the final fight scene here on the Statue of Liberty shield. The sun's now coming up. This scene looks great. It's a, it's a great like sort of arena for battle. Mikey, were you enjoying the uh, Tom Holland wanting to basically so kill good. William Dafoe here? Uh, I think w- Willem Dafoe is better than Tom Holland in this scene. And Tom Holland is just like throwing haymakers at Willem Dafoe. And <laughs> he's just like laughing through it all. It's super psychotic green goblin shit it's, it's like awesome. joker and batman and yeah. dark knight yeah i mean one of green goblin's like biggest powers it's kind of like saruman is like his words trolling, right? like he, <laughs> yeah he's hurting spider-man with his words in this game <laughs> saying like you're responsible for aunt and my death. god the, the expression of Willem defoe's face oh my he's gosh. the green goblin so creepy it's norman osborne fantastic. has been banned on reddit so many times for the trolling, I have an alt account. <laughs> <man. laughs> 
I do like how it's kind of like a, I don't know if it was a throwback to the first Green Goblin versus Spider-Man fight in Spider-Man 1, but like, I like how it's stripped down, like hand-to-hand combat, it's like kind of more more boots on the ground, because that's what I loved about, I, I, I don't know, I like Willem Dafoe's performance in this scene more, but I think I like the fight scene in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man at the end better just just the action itself i think and that setting inside that like broken down whatever i think was really cool but yeah man willem dafoe you can't say enough about this this guy and his performance i think both spider-man have a similar uh methodology of beating him which is um you know when they start like getting enraged and fighting when both spider-men get the upper hand in the fight they take out Mm -hmm. his legs they pin him they like you know web his feet to the ground, and then that's when they start doing well. Uh, I just thought that was like an interesting touch. Like they both like kind of started to come up in the fight a similar way, just using that. They tactic. also catch him monologuing too. <laughs> that's a big downfall of his character. I do like how we touched on the whole Andrew Garfield saving MJ and getting that redemption. I do like how we got kind of like another side of that with Tobey Maguire saving. Uh, Norman Osborn and jumping in front and grabbing the glider. I thought that was really cool, even though he stabbed him in the back anyways. <laughs> what did you guys think? You think they were considering, like, should we kill him or not? And they probably shot, like, I two different so. endings. I was kind of thinking about that. Well, I, I thought he was going to die. I thought yeah. he was going to die, and then, yeah, for sure. No one's ever really gone. It just seemed like a... Like, a, he's his guard is down. And if he's stabbed from that position, it would probably be like, you know, a, a mortal wound. I had a theory, like, way before going into it, like, that something like this, like, that would happen. He would die, and he would be the one to say, with great power comes great responsibility to Tom Holland. But Ooh. I like the way it played out. Oh. Maybe they didn't want to mimic Spider-Verse yeah, too true. much. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. We started with our Spider-Man ranking so we'll get into our yes or no and i'll also attempt to read stevie's thoughts but any final thoughts before we get to the, get to that part of the podcast have you guys been watching hawkeye no. yes no just finished it today. there's definitely uh, connections to hawkeye in this uh, one of them is something called rogers the musical which you see many <laughs> banners for in this movie it's a avengers uh new york you know attack from, you know, from the first Avengers movie that was turned into a musical and went on Broadway. It's called Rogers the Musical. Um, but you see those billboards in this movie, and then you get to actually see that play in Hawkeye. But another connection that I noticed, and I was very proud of myself for noticing this. So the same day that an episode of Hawkeye dropped, this movie came out. And in that episode of Hawkeye, um, I think it's Yelena says something about the new and improved Statue of yep. Liberty. Yep. And it's just mentioned once and that's it. And then later that night, I go see this movie. I honestly thought that in real life that the Statue of Liberty was refurbished or something. But we get to see in this movie what that means. And I thought that was just a very nice touch. Considering they came out the same day and that line was said earlier. I mean, it's Yeah, just what great. do they do? They give uh, Lady Liberty a gun or something? What is it? <laughs> 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 because a, a magnum? That would be more American <laughs> than... The shield. We've seen similar things with like the um, the Mandalorian revealing the healing powers on the same day that Ray's healing powers come out in the Star Wars. I mean that that is you got to tip your cap to the producing there, Kevin Feige and Kathleen Kennedy. Um, 
kind of on that same note, my only final thought, and I don't really want to rehash this too much, but again, you watch the first Star Wars, it creates this whole universe out of whole cloth, like, that you have so many questions about. Like, in all reality, to really get uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, how many movies do you have to watch in TV shows to, like, really appreciate everything? Seven movies? I'd say just five. You don't think you need any Avengers movies? Uh, I, no, not for not for this. Yeah, I don't think I would, it, unless you want to know who Doctor Strange is. I guess this question can be asked of any Marvel yeah. movie. But by but the way. it's getting so no, but it's getting nuts. exponentially worse, right? Like it's well, not the like, further it goes along, it's gonna get hey, worse. If you haven't kept up by now, like I don't I'm think saying. you're really interested in Spider Verse. Don't we have to ask the question of this media at some point? It's like, how much am I expected to watch to be able to like get a story? You you're know what always I mean? watching like, stuff. You just rotate it in. You're always watching stuff. I love it all. So, so setting aside that this question can be also be applied to something like Infinity War or Endgame or any of the other greats, Pappy, um, at least a few. Why? What are you I driving? Mean, all at? I'm saying is that, like, yeah, to like to feel the feeling of. Andrew Garfield coming back, you have to watch two pretty shitty Spider-Man movies, and then you have to watch three Tobey Maguire movies, and then two more Tom Holland movies, and probably some Avengers movies, and maybe also Doctor Strange to even understand, like, what this person's doing. I'm just saying that, like, if you were born in 2014, 15, 16, or whatever, and, like, you're now, this is going to be your formative experience of walking into a movie theater and seeing your first spider-man movie you're not gonna know what the fuck's going on or who all these people are the, the movie's like you got to figure that out on your own you got to buy our other products to get that <laughs> can i interject a little bit i i know exactly what you're talking about but like we were in there and Brittany and i were definitely the two oldest people in the, in our theater a lot of high school and below when did you go see it brett because i saw it in fort wayne thursday night eight o'clock we're at where do we see Coldwater? Oh, yeah. I went Friday at Jefferson Point IMAX. See, in the <laughs> seats at Coldwater are the recliners, so they're way better. Nah, I'd prefer IMAX over the over the comfy seats. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because you're tall and thin. So, um, back to what I was saying. Uh, if I can remember. Uh, so, everyone there knew... Who Matt Murdock was. So not only are you talking about seven movies, you're talking about this is a Netflix show that's only like very mildly related to the MCU. I mean, obviously it's in the MCU, but canceled Netflix show. Like, and I've never seen an episode of Daredevil in my life, and I knew who he was. So I just think you pick up on things you don't have to watch. I don't know. It's more of a pop culture awareness for me. I. I like that multi multimedia type stuff like video game video games do that like all the time. Like, Oh, there's like a book to read or something that also was based on the book or like there's art books and stuff like that. I like looking at that kind of stuff. It's very cool to me. So it's like, it's just extended to just this giant Marvel universe. Pappy, are you worried that I I can't complain about it because I'm always keeping up with these movies anyways. Are you worried? It's like becoming like a situation. What's that terrible movie we watched? With the three graphic novels that you needed to watch. Oh, uh, Southland. Tales? Are you worried it's like <laughs> becoming like that, or? But those are no, mass I mean, mediums like, of entertainment that people aren't going to go see. I mean, like you either want to go see an MCU movie or you don't. And the people that want to go, this movie's for them. Yeah. No. And listen, 
MCU has the biggest fan base in media in film. Oh yeah, I mean like that, and that's this this Spider Man movie might single handedly save this whole season of box office returns for oh, for movie yeah. theaters and everything. And like when I was in the movie theater. I, I hadn't seen a line in that in a long time. And maybe part of it was due to like staffing shortages too, but just people coming in to see Spider-Man on like four different screens. I, I mean, there's a lot to be said about Spider-Man. My only concern is, is as I said, it's really like if I was the CEO or the, what's her name? Amy Pascal <laughs> or Kevin Feige or whatever, who owns this property at some point you got to be like, is a kid who's born in the 20 teens going to be like, no, I don't want to fucking watch Iron Man. You know what I mean? Or I don't want to have to watch. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, like it, then there is something to be said about like walking into Spider Verse and be like, okay, here's the characters, here's the story, here's the rules of the universe, all contained here. I I don't know. It's I don't think it's inherently bad or inherently good, but like I mean, I think there is something like better about telling a story from start to finish. You know. It's more impressive. I mean, my nephew's 11, and like my brother's been looking forward. They were like kind of watching together and stuff. So I don't know. I think this is going to be a thing for a long time. And I like. Yeah, I just I just can't complain because Marvel is the only one doing it this well. Like, oh yeah, DC is trying. Right. They're not doing it, and nobody if else. If it was is... easy to do, everyone would do it. Literally, <laughs> yeah. And they try. Uh, it's so, just so impressive to me. It's like I want to stay kept up i'm not i don't think i'm gonna watch hawkeye i don't think i'm that deep into it but you should it's good i enjoy all of the movies and i i'm gonna watch anything spider-man related even if he's in it for five seconds there's a reason that the dark universe only exists on t-shirts today yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you once oh i gotta get you one once said to me <laughs> you once when i told you you know that i've only seen the first toy story movie and you said i'm so jealous of you because you get to watch all these movies for the first time and experience it. Like that's kind of how I'm going to be with a kid who gets to watch the 48 MCU movies in eight, in eight K in like, I'm going to be like so freaking jealous that they get to go through that. Especially when they're going to be watching Mm -hmm. and be like, Oh, phase one kind of sucks. Then like phase two, like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And phase three and phase four, which is a probably a billion times better than we thought it was going to be. Now, we've talked about that before. Like they're absolutely killing it with their TV shows, and Shang Chi and Spider Man have both been awesome. Like, I don't think anyone. I think everyone kind of thought it was going to die after Phase Three. The Eternals. I haven't seen that yet, but I know some people liked it, some people didn't. But skip it. No, I'm not going to skip it. But I, I know what you sucks. mean. But <laughs> I'm not going to skip it because I don't. I want to watch them all. But I'm just saying, it is. It is like Star Wars of like our generation, like the way it was. And from 77 or whatever to 83. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, but. Well, I don't want anyone to feel bad if like, you know, literally those two moments of the Spider-Man coming through the portal, coming through the portal made the movie for them. But I, I just think it's like at this point, these are conversations that a platform like this should be having, right? It's like, okay, this has kind of become a pattern in media that's been called out by other forms of media for over half a decade now, like what's going to happen when we run out of things to reference? And maybe, maybe we never will. Maybe we'll just reference the references. Would it have been okay if they were two Spider-Men that we haven't met before? I think it would have been more interesting if you had at least one other Spider-Man who we hadn't met before. Yeah, I was disappointed there was no Miles. I would have gone nuts for Miles. I would have rather than like introduce Miles, like Peter meets him 
outside of like something and not have him show up as Spider-Man. And just to like just to introduce Well, he that's that's Miles's uncle. They had a nice little a nice little cap nod, a little nod to Miles Morales when Jamie Foxx said, I, I hope there's a black Spider-Man somewhere. Yeah. I mean, that was really cool. Or even if you just see misdirected at the beginning and it's like a Doc Ock shows up, but it's not Alfred Molina. And then the Alfred Molina Doc Ock shows up. Now, obviously, it's going to be hard to like keep under wraps, but it just seems so like convenient from a storytelling perspective that, like, oh, everyone you know, they're back for this movie, which I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I if I was going to swap one villain out, I guess I could have gone for like a totally brand new Doc Ock, because Doc Ock is kind of nerfed in this movie. He's kind of just tangled up in his own arms, thanks to Peter's Yeah, but he kills it suit. at first, though. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so it's like, I don't need Alfred Molina to do that, because I think Goblin is really stealing the show in terms of the villains. And he's from the Toby universe, so I don't need another Toby guy in there, exactly, I guess. Does anyone really care, though, to see the lizard? But he was funny, though. He had a couple really funny lines, in my opinion. Like, he doubled down on the lizard stuff. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into yes or no's here. Uh, I'll go first, then we'll go to Corey, then I'll read Stevie's. Um, a, a definite yes. I, I, I enjoyed this movie. Like I said, I'm a little annoyed still by the nostalgia porn that seems to like seep in to these kind of things. I, I think it's a little bit bloated, but I love this trilogy. I, I think, you know, I think Ned is a great character, has a lot of big laughs. I think Zendaya best mj I, I think she's amazing between this and dune like what i've seen from her recently i think she's like a top actress in the world obviously but definite yes not super high on my personal spider-man rankings to be honest but I, I i think that what it did deliver this could have been a shit show like brett said this could have been a lot worse and it's a very watchable digestible fun time with the character who's now surpassed James Bond as like the number one like individual movie character of all time which which says a lot about the character of Spider-Man so I like Spider-Man I like watching Spider-Man movies this is better than Spider-Man 3 I guess Spider-Man 3 a yes so I'll give this a yes as well Corey I forgive you thank you <laughs> uh, yeah this is Corey I'm gonna give this movie a yes uh, I like it a lot Green Goblin in a purple hoodie, man. That's a sight to behold. That gets my dick hard. (laughs) So many things that I like that this movie gave me. And the thing is, Pappy, and maybe you are not this way, maybe Stevie's not this way, but at the end of the day, I'm a fanboy first, ultimately. Like Mm -hmm. Just like the way I grew up and the kind of media that I liked, not being a sports guy, being more of like a comic and video game to a lesser degree kind of kid just being a nerd you know i am a fanboy and this is a movie uh for fanboys but it also is for um not just the old generation like me but you know the newer ones as well and it gives fan service and like i said earlier i'm still working out in my head like if fan service is a good thing i'm gonna like be sitting with this for a few days maybe i'll like write a thesis or something on it but like whether or not that it gave us that is good or bad i did like it um it gave me what i expected in that and then something even more and we got all the dramatic pulls that i think a movie like this needs 
and I think it's a good ending to this Spider-Man trilogy. Um, there's a lot of good things to say about it. I'm just happy about it, so I'll leave it at that. Potential big dumb movie debate topic. Is fan service good? Maybe that'll help make up your mind. Oh, I like that. This is so Stevie uh, is still recovering from his bacterial infection. This is the Christmas season. We're, rec- we're recording this. Um, it's a it's a it's a rant. So forgive my pap reading here, but this is Stevie now talking. <laughs> if the phrase "waking up on third base and thought they'd hit a triple" was a movie, it would be Spider-Man's latest entry, No Way Home. As an avid fan of HBO's smash hit Succession. This movie is what it would be like if Logan Roy made all three kids CEO and hugged them in a tear-filled apology, telling them how proud he was to be their father. I have no S- idea what he's talking about so far. But no. <laughs> for this, that for those that don't understand that reference, what I'm trying to say is that this is the Spider-Man movie that has no balls. This is the Spider-Man movie that has a serious contempt for its audience. This is a Spider-Man movie that is so incredibly lazy. They even put in a line, put a line in the movie to tell you how lazy they are. The multiverse is something we know little about. That's the line. That's lazy. He's saying, which is nothing more than the writer saying, "It doesn't have to make any sense." Enjoy these other two superior Spider-Men. I was shocked that the movie opens on the newsreel bullshit. As I said before, this movie thinks you're nothing more than a mouth breather who has never had a creative thought in your life. Please let us ask the question. Unfortunately, we're never given that opportunity. Just constant information dumps and we learn nothing along with our Peter. Type a movies that are not fun to watch. If I, I don't know what he meant by that. If I can guess that my initial response is going to happen each time, we have problems. Good, good movies will say it's not A, but B. Great movies will say it's not A, it's not B, but C. And here's why. Stevie says, Everyone in the audience knew the hot Aunt May would die. Everyone knew Willem Dafoe and Jamie Foxx would be problems. Everyone knew neither MJ nor Ned would have a hair on their head touched. Ballas incredibly type A. I remember when Spider-Man was holding his dying uncle in the streets. I remember when Spider-Man told his Aunt May why she lost her best friend and husband. I remember when Spider-Man couldn't save the life of his love the love of his life from snapping her neck on concrete. This movie to me, this movie needed to be the movie where we finally break. We finally break in break Peter in his own story. Not Tony Stark dying. Aunt May did not break Peter. Uh, we had two movies before of this stand there and be hot. So it was incredibly rushed and clear. We had, we need either Ned or MJ to be changing, challenging him on his decisions. Those are what best friends are. And when shit hits the fan, there's a rift in their relationship. Not lackeys for comic relief who never question Peter or truly care about the devastation he creates. Boo-hoo, I can't get an MIT. A real Peter would have ran from his friends and loved the ones for their well-being. And loved ones from their well-being. Not gone to a wizard to fix his problems. But like I said, this movie is later. Like I said, this movie is lazy. Lastly, the reveal of the other two Peters, whoever handled that, should never work in film again. This movie isn't completely void of good. Defoe, Molina, Zendaya can truly act. Andrew Garfield was always the best Spider-Man. I've been saying it for years. The three Spider-Men is fun when Tom Holland isn't taking talking 
isn't taking from Toby's previous efforts. Fuck off with that. Tom Holland. Peter is all of a sudden a fun killer. Before I go, there's a lot of other Spider-Man films to enjoy. A plethora of MCU films that are far superior than the soulless cash grab. If it, it took 21 movies to pull off cap lifting Thor's hammer, it only took 150 minutes of this to completely sever me from watching anything not called Thor or Guardians again. Thank wow. God. When Peter does nothing but win, the audience is loses. The when Peter does nothing but win, the audience loses. This he is lost. No dog. He lost so bad. He lost everything. And let me shake this flu. That was right, so much. Dude, I hated every freaking second of that. Thank God quick. I don't have to hear oh, him talk brother, about other MCU. This guy stinks. Thank you, Mikey. Please reply Wait. for a while. My tongue is Wait. so tired. All right, let me let me say God, something real quick. Kill some. Mm. Stevie, I love you, but. Stevie's also given me a lot of shit for giving, like, everything a yes. How... I want to know how his rating scale works. If he gave that movie a 7 out of 10, <laughs> but talked that much shit, I don't see how this works. Spicy PK, I, I like it. Yeah, if, if, you're gonna say, if you're going to say that much shit and give it a 7... I don't trust your your judgment. God, I hated that. I man, I hated but I that love so you, Stevie. much. I'll do respect. I love you too, Stevie. I hope you feel better. So Stevie's Spider-Man movie wouldn't be this one. It would be the Last Jedi. Think about that. Everyone loses. So what Stevie wants to do is <laughs> change. Uh, I, I don't want to say subvert expectations because that's too easy, right? That's just a meme that doesn't really mean anything anymore. But Stevie wants to turn everything on its head. And eliminate the fan service. He loves chaos. Which would be a harder movie to make. I agree it would ha- it would take more balls to do that. But like I said earlier, one, people don't want that. And two, if people got it, they would be very upset about it. And then we definitely wouldn't get one like that. You know, there is room to have a non-fan service, unique Spider-Man story in the future because of this movie. Right? That's where this movie leaves us, where some... There's a lot of ways that the Spider-Man story can kind of go from here. Um, But I do think it's funny that... I I don't remember. Stevie hates The Last Jedi, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It it just seems like he wanted this movie to be the last Jedi of Spider-Man movies, but this was The Force Awakens of Spider-Man movies. Really quick, what about about his point in terms of uh, Ned and Zendaya never, like, pushing back or like the relationship oh, seems very straightforward i definitely agree with some of the stevie's points my point was I, more I just like how the fuck did he give it a seven but yeah like i think i think kind of like what stevie was saying like yeah like i and this kind of leads to where i was saying like maybe you should take that whole ned super villain thing more seriously because there's a potential that could happen and this is like it's all like you know how i was saying this whole trilogy was like his origin story Obviously, they're trying to make money, but it's like maybe it's going to take a couple more movies for it to build up into something where Zendaya and Ned, now that they don't know him, are going to, it's going to cause a lot more drama. But it's just like, I understand where he's coming from, but it's just like, how often are they on screen together? How often are the two on screen with Peter in this movie? 12 12 minutes? But a few times at least. I mean, when did they have time? When did they have time to question him? They didn't like his plan. To go with Electro, but like, what are they going to do about it? And then they're barely on screen together again. I, I, I don't. Peter does get pushback, but it's from Aunt May, so it's just done from a different character, right? 
True. Like, the thing that he wants to do initially in this movie, send everyone back. Aunt May teaches him a lesson in that that uh, is ultimately learned in a hard way, I think. But honestly, Ned and MJ are relegated to comic relief. Now, could they do more with that? Definitely. Sure. Did they do okay with what we got? I think so. I thought, yeah. you know, their bit of levity in the movie was fun and funny and stuff. But, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't hate seeing them be expanded They just on. didn't have major roles. They had to – I mean, yeah, you could complain about that, but they had to take a side – I mean, they had to step aside. There was way – there was this a lot going on. This is also the first I mean, movie yeah. with Tom Holland that he's – we've seen – besides Tony, like Tony Stark, but he'd only known Tony Stark for a couple of years. It's like we see him experience his first true, like, loss on screen – like his aunt Mae, and it's like, of course, his friends aren't going to be like being assholes and going up against everything he's trying to do. It's like they're going to be there for his, their best friend slash her boyfriend when he loses somebody that close to him. This MCU Spider-Man, he was shoved into Civil War already as an established right. Spider Boy or something. So we like we didn't get the whole. OG or, or origin story of this Spider-Man or whatever for a while and it's like it's nice that they he goes through all of that this whole trilogy was that origin story and then it's rebooted at the end for so now he can have his own unique it's like a whole fresh new Spider-Man almost it's just we get the same characters everything like we like we get all of the stuff that we like from this MCU Spider-Man except now he's a real he's our he's a real original Spider-Man in his own right. He's not, like, connected to Iron Man hey, or what's anything. what's TV... And do right. I see how that can make some people frustrated? Yeah. But I don't well, mind I mean, it. <laughs> but, first of all, I mean, not like I care that much, but, like, Stevie just came out, like, insulted people who like this movie. I mean, mouth breathers and pretty much saying you're an idiot. Second of all, acting like Peter didn't lose anything, I mean... He could say he, he, lose every, he loses. Yeah, you everything. could say he lost more than any Marvel character in any movie we've seen so far. I mean, right up there, he loses his whole life. Except and Thor, the fact, maybe. and the fact that he takes, he finally t- like like he takes what Aunt May told him and puts it to practice and takes it to heart. And you know, this great responsibility, he goes in there to tell MJ who he is again, and then he sees how normal their lives are, not knowing he's Spider Man and who he is. And then he takes that great power and uses the great responsibility. He's like, you know what? I'm going to take this coffee and it's, this isn't the right time. Like, if it, it might not ever be the right time for him. But it's just like he knows he's doing the bigger thing by letting them be themselves and not know him because he knows that's better for them. Or at least it'll be safer for mm-hmm. them. A true point, Saul. I'm excited where we leave the Spider-Man too. I prefer a little bit older Spider-Man when he's like trying to have his first job and make money and pay rent. I'm a little bit more interested in the character at that point in his life than in high school. That apartment at the end looked very similar to Tony yeah, Maguire's apartment. Dude, I really kinda. wanted the yeah. Russian guy to come in and ask him for yeah, rent. Girl girl the movie. It was, it was like right out of the PS4 game where he gets yeah. evicted from his apartment. But Brett, you had some spicy rebuttals to Stevie. What, what is your yes I'll just no? make it quick. Um, yeah, this was, I think this movie was awesome. It, I think it could have been a disaster. I think it was. Uh, I think it worked on every level for me. I mean, I love the redemption of the two former Spider-Mans coming back. I love their interaction. 
thought they lit up the screen. Uh, Zendaya's awesome. Ned's hilarious. Um, I'm just just pumped. I just think it was amazing. It's the hardest of yeses for me. Mikey? Uh, yeah, it's a hard yes. Um, I don't think it's my favorite standalone Spider-Man film, but it makes... it. The, it's crazy how it makes the other mm-hmm. two Spider-Man franchises better. Uh, just because we get closure with those characters. it's I don't know. I've just like never seen anything like that. That's just like, such a hard thing to pull off, and they did it so well. And then they also rebooted this MCU Spider-Man to be something that we originally wanted, I guess. I, I know a lot of people weren't so happy with Spider-Man just being all Tony Stark suits and stuff right off the beginning and not having his own like origin story. But now we get that as well. It's like really amazing how they pulled all of that stuff off. And then Willem Dafoe, amazing, steals the show. Andrew Garfield, hilarious, steals the show as Spider-Man. Uh, and I always have wanted to see Spider-Man interacting with each other on screen. And they asked all the right questions. They were saying all of the right quips, doing all of the Spider-Man jokes that I wanted to see. It was just really great. The only thing I didn't get was the animated series guitar solo somewhere <laughs> in, in this movie. I thought that would have been amazing if they somehow shoved that that theme song in. Cause it's amazing. But yeah, it's a hard yes. I'm more excited for the next movie. That I think the next Spider-Man movie is going to be better than this movie. So just because it's going to be... It's going to be different. Uh, uh, the Spider-Man we want, yeah. Last but not least, I won't forget about you at the end of the episode. Superhero correspondent, Spider-Man aficionado and superfan, PK. What do you give the latest Spider-Man movie, No Way Home? Uh, first off, thanks for having me back. It's been a while. It's always good to talk to you guys. Um, 100% yes. This is, I think, kind of like what Brett said at the beginning. This is one of my the best like personal theater experiences I've ever had. Like, I think Endgame and mm-hmm. Infinity War, like, like overall theater experience was better because I was the crowds were and the energy was unreal. But like. For me personally, like seeing Andrew Garfield pop up and get his redemption and like seeing him save MJ, that made my heart so fucking happy. And like, I, we, we skipped over it, but my favorite scene of this entire movie was it kind of like Mike said, it checked, checked all the right boxes. Like it, it was the scene where they, the two Spider-Men, the two older Spider-Men first meet Tom Holland and they're talking to him about who they've lost. And how Andrew Garfield says he like stopped pulling his punches and he got angry and bitter. And then they talk about like Tom Holland says the great power and Tobey Maguire finishes with, with great responsibility. Dude, I literally had a tear like flowing down my face that whole scene. It was it was literally like it's exactly what I wanted from this movie. It was a lot of nostalgia, but I think they pulled it off so well. I, I was worried about them bringing them in and it being too packed like past you know spider-man 3 and amazing spider-man 2 but they keep marvel keeps shoving shit down our throats and making it work i don't i don't they keep doing more and somehow making it work for me at least i'm sorry you didn't enjoy it stevie i'm not coming at you i just don't understand your your rating <laughs> and your review but uh 100 yes for me I'll be thinking about this for a long time. I'm going to go see it probably two more times. And, uh, yeah, thanks for can having I, me. 
You should see what he gives a six out of ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pappy, can I do one more final thought? Okay, yes. so I was thinking about it when PK was going there. Like, we're talking about nostalgia and all and stuff like that and how... I don't want to keep harping back on this. This is unrelated to kind of what you're saying, but about how it's easy. I think we have enough evidence to show that putting nostalgia in a movie is not that easy. I think outside of uh, what Corey said, uh, what was the what was seven Star Wars seven? Force Besides Awakens. The Force, Force Awakens, Awakens, I think Star Wars has been trying to do nostalgia for the last six of the last seven movies, and they failed miserably. People love the book of Bo- Boba Fett that's coming out. People I think they're failing. The I think they're trying so hard, up. and they're failing pretty miserably. Like they did it pretty well. And why am I drawing a blank? You just told me what it was called. Force Awakens. Force Awakens, thank you. Like the that was, they did pretty well with that. But I think the rest of the thing is, I think they're failing. I think people fail, maybe more often than not. And I think this one worked so yeah. well I mean, compared to what we've if seen. If the fan service is written good, like this is really well written and wraps up a lot of things for all three iterations of this Spider Man. It's like how. How are you going to be angry at this fan service? It does, I don't know, it's just so good. It does what you wanted it to do, and more. I mean, I guess Fast and Furious is decent at the fan service and the and nostalgia, but, like, they're only pulling what this... Sorry, Corey, but don't... Or Brett <laughs> and Corey, but don't bring Fast and Furious I'm in not here. Like, I'm not like <laughs> that. I'm like, I'm in the middle on that. But anyway, so that that was my final thought. Like, I think people fail all the time trying to do that. Especially with these reboots, like a lot of reboot movies and TV shows that aren't really doing very well, uh, they come back and they're like, "Oh, wait, we missed. We're twenty five. Yeah. We're twenty five years late." They just assume people are going to pick it up, but this, I mean, that's a good point. A lot of people want to shit on nostalgia stuff, but like it has not been done very well in so many things that we've seen. There's a lot I have to say regarding Star Wars on this, but I want you guys to know. That now, and in other conversations, I am going to hold off for time's sake. <laughs> so, I have a lot to say about what you said, Brett. But maybe next time. Disagree with me? I'm sorry. Next time, baby. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't form my thoughts that well. It, like, it came to me when he was talking. So, I guess I could be wrong. Um, I mean, I'm kind of pulling by what uh, Pappy said earlier about, like, the Luke thing was kind of a disaster in the movie. And kind of, like, it's like a, a meme, like... Uh, on the Mandalorian and stuff like that, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess they killed it with the uh, Chewbacca and the uh, Han Solo and, and Seven, but I don't know. I feel like they've been kind of failing. I, I think Rogue One was like a big attempt at nostalgia slash to fix a plot hole. Yeah. And besides the Darth Vader at the end, I thought, which I, I still I watch all the time. I think it's like the most. I hate it. I hate so it so So there's an much. example of what you're saying. Brad, it's so terrible. Thing. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's terrible. I just think like, it looks cool. I get it. it, it well, I love it. I love it personally for a lot of reasons. I think it looks amazing. Like, I think the 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 red, the light going off in the red is like, I, the first time I watched it, like, almost pure fear. And you're seeing dark and then you hear the breathing and the, yeah. So. Yeah, Spider-Man. Sorry, Corey. I didn't mean to get you riled up. No, I'm not. I just... I, sometimes pe- I think people listen and you guys are talking about Star Wars and I don't say anything. I usually don't because it'll become just a Star Wars conversation, <laughs> like from there on out. 
We can do that if you want. No, we don't want that. We don't want that. Uh, do I like it versus is it good, right? So well, yeah. I do like you love a lot of the stuff. fan service stuff in Star Wars. Yeah. But a lot of the fans also like the fan service stuff in Star Wars. Um, short, I'll, go, I'll be short then. I think it has to do with like, I like this thing already, right? So give me the thing that I like. I- I get that one thousand percent, and yeah, that makes perfect sense. As opposed to take what I like and do something different with it. That's not what I like. You gave me the wrong thing. That's the last Jedi, in my opinion, right? That's the that's the viewpoint on it, right? That's not what the thing I like is. You changed it. Anyway, um, I can expand on that another time. (laughs) Yeah, and I think just to put a bow on this, I think John Watts. You know, we've reviewed his Spider-Man trilogy. We've done all three. All three with PK, Superhero Spot at PK. We've been doing this podcast for that long. My first episode hosting was Far From Home. And great episode, by the way. Go back and check that out. But it's, it's, you know, he had a tough tightrope to walk between the MCU obligations and then the mess, like, contractually with with Sony, which I'm sure he probably had to have contingency plans of, like, where is this character going to go based on what rights do we have? And I, I think that he's deserving of this overwhelmingly positive review. I do just caution a little bit of, I, I like what I like. You know, Corey said he likes Star Wars. He wants more Star Wars and things. He like, I like good new stories. I like being taken to a new place, <laughs> meeting new people, Get learning the, new okay, things. Okay, fucking. That's how I like it to is, spend my experiences. Check out Pappy's latest film, The Last Duel. <laughs> it is <laughs> a new story, Pappy. It's just with the same characters. We only live so long on this earth. I don't know how many times I need to see Luke Skywalker show up. John Watts is directing the Fantastic Four movie, so hopefully you'll get what you want out of that. I Well, yeah, listen, I, I got what I wanted out of this podcast, but we went way oh, long. I know. Apologies. Apologies to Brett. I literally said right before this won't go an hour and yeah, nine, an hour 30 minutes, I promise. Yeah, I'm definitely complicit in this, though, so... Listen, super, <laughs> super quick trivia. This means no thinking... Power through. You just gotta say a thing. First thing that comes Jar-Jar. to your head. This is from Title Max. This is superheroes ranked by their box office rankings. I'm taking Spider Man and Iron Man off the table. Whoever <sighs> says the Superman who's made the most money wins. Powering through this, Corey, Mikey, Brett, PK will be the order. The winner will get to toss the Spoiler <sighs> Man. Damn it, Corey, Batman. Damn Mikey. It. <laughs> uh, uh, Aquaman. <laughs> Brett. <laughs> Who'd you take off? Batman and Aquaman. Who did you take table. off? Spider Man and. Spider Man and Iron Man. Captain America? PK. Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Great guess. The top 10 are Iron Man, Spider Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, oh, Black Brett, Panther, nice. then Batman. Oh, Black Guardians of the Galaxy, wow. Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Wolverine, Captain Marvel, then 13, Aquaman. Brett, you are a I trivia winner. I thought it was Batman for sure. Wrap up this episode for us, buddy. We went late on you. I apologize. Tell Brittany and Sushi. I'm no, sorry. I'll tell them. Uh, so, yeah, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, you know, uh, so let's take it away, Spoiler Man. <laughs> Woo! Love it. Spider-Man. <laughs> Special thank you to our patrons, Matt Troll, Brother Brian, Druid King, Nick, The Meg, David, Nurse Stacy, 
Brother Ellis. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Uh-oh. Is this the end of Spidey? No web fans. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man stops the spoiler. Or does he? Spider-Man, where are you coming from, Spider-Man? Nobody knows who you are. Ah! That was spoilers.